Hey, I'm Melies, the Story Collector, and this is The Courage 1000 Project, the show where we share personal stories of inner courage from all around the world to inspire you to find your own. In today's episode, we're talking with the gorgeous Celeste Lord. She's sharing with us how a car accident actually caused a physical breakdown of adrenal fatigue when she had a two and a four-year-old at home to contend with. She shares about how she had to leave a full-time job and fully start her healing journey. And in doing so, she hopes to inspire you to understand that self-love is the key to success. Now, Celeste is very passionate about making a difference to people's well-being, which is what she does through her holistic wellness coaching. She loves inspiring, guiding, and providing women with a safe environment for transformation. So using her counseling skills and business background, she gets to lead women down a whole new path and utilize the knowledge and skills they have gained over their careers in order to better their life and find so much more inner peace. And now on with the show. First question I always ask is why do you want to share this particular story with everybody? Um, okay, so I want to share this particular story with everybody, women in particular, yeah, um, especially mums, because um, being a entrepreneur mother um, can be quite challenging. Oh yes, <laughs> but, but I truly believe that. Um, as mothers, we're capable of anything, and women, we're capable of anything. And I wanted to share this story of courage because it was quite a painful one, and it's been quite a painful journey um, learning to re-love again, like love myself again unconditionally. Um, and I guess I want to teach women the tools and resources to do that and to fully surrender to to their true self so that's why I wanted to share this story that's beautiful so where did this all begin for you then okay so three years ago I had a car accident and I guess the universe whacked me pretty hard with slowing down and being a businesswoman and a mother and having a um two-year-old and a five uh yeah two-year-old and four-year-old it sort of all snowballed from there. So I ended up having a massive breakdown. I could imagine. Yeah. Um, And so the car accident sort of was the icing on the cake of enough's enough. So then I began to heal from the inside out and um, just make myself more aware of what I was actually putting myself through and the pressure that I was putting myself through and all the expectations that I had of myself when I didn't need to have them as, but I guess being a mother, you want to be the best and you want to have, you know, show your kids the right way and all that. So I, it was a massive learning curve that slowing down actually is better than being on a wheel and being a hundred thousand miles an hour. Yeah. And that's what I teach women about is you don't have to be a superwoman. And I think none of us are. Exactly. And I think society is set up to support those who work at a million miles an hour. It doesn't support us as mums and as entrepreneurs, as women who need to go slowly for our own mental health, our own physical health. Mm -hmm. 
and it's yep. not that we have that major crisis that we go oh this isn't working for me anymore and I had all these triggers and all these signs before the accident of I'm exhausted I need to slow down I need to stop and this you know that masculine masculine energy of no you got to keep going you got to keep working you got to just keep going keep going keep going pick yourself up but what that did was put me in overdrive and end up with adrenal fatigue. So my message is that being a better person and a better mother and a better woman is actually slowing down and being present and showing your kids that if you can love yourself unconditionally, you can love anybody and to really... And to really embrace motherhood rather than, you know, just getting through the day, which is what most of us do. We're just surviving just to get through the day, just ticking all these boxes of what we need to do, but we're not actually embracing it all as one. I like that. Yeah. So, so you that's what before that there was a lot of pressure on you. Yeah. Like work pressure of, um, like I was in a high profile management job. So being in the corporate world, it was, you know, the demand of I had to have this report done. I had to be at this meeting. I had to go drive to this place, to that place, then come back. Then I had to, you know, the pressure of getting the kids up in the morning. It was just pressure after pressure after pressure. And it was just too much. Like, yeah. And you know, the expectation of your boss and the expectation of your kids and your partner and, you know, you forget about who you are and what you need and that's what I lost, I guess. I lost myself within all that expectation and pressure of what I need as a mother and and a person as well. That's a big point to make that we do as women lose ourselves to our, I guess, commitments. Yes, yep. They're kind of not commitments. It's what we've said are commitments, but the truth is they probably aren't. So for you, at what point did you go enough? Things have to change. Obviously you've had the accident, but you could have gone into the old ways. So what was it about that accident that changed everything? So the accident um, actually um so I had a disc sitting on top of a nerve and it actually went down into my left leg and it was that point of when I couldn't get out of bed um that I was like this keep doing this it's it's just (laughs) until I literally was on the train one day into the city and I was like I couldn't walk up the stairs at the city at the train station and I was limping and I kept like my body kept feeling like it was, I was just going to fall. And I was sitting in the office in this meeting and I was like, I feel like I'm dying. Like my body is that exhausted. And I was on my way home and I was in tears and I rang my mum and I'm like, I can't do this anymore. And she's like, do what? I'm like, I just can't keep doing this. It's just exhausting. And she's like, I've been telling you for months you're going to burn out. And I'm like, well, I'm burnt out. And that point of admitting to her that I was exhausted and burnt out was like this aha moment of I'm not okay. Yeah. So the moment you verbalised it and expressed it, you were like, oh, actually, I see the truth now. 
Yep. And then I was like violently vomiting <laughs> when I got home um, because I had suppressed it all for so long Yeah. Um, that it was almost like my body was going, oh, thank God it's out. You're yep. finally saying, because I had, would say to people, I'm cool, I'm okay, don't worry about me, I'm fine, I can do this. But the, the truth was I wasn't okay and I pretended that I was okay to keep everybody else happy because I knew that if I said I wasn't okay, the rest of the family would fall and that's what happened. Everyone else started to cave you know, when I said I wasn't okay, everyone started to fall apart because I was the backbone for everybody. Yeah, so you were stuck so, in a cycle of overgiving. Yes, yeah, yeah. So then I had to, they had to learn and I had to learn that I needed to give back to me and I had to stop giving to them, which was a very hard thing for me and for them to, to learn. Um, which it took a good 12 months for them, for the, bar for the cycle to change because it would just be, can you do this for me? Can you do that for me? And I'd have to say no. And then that guilt and shame of not being, you know, the person on the 100,000 miles an hour treadmill, I was like, no, I, I can't. And really that shame comes from society's pressure on us because it's, it's not really our shame and guilt. It's what others are saying we should be doing that we've adopted as our own. Yep. Yep. So I carried a lot of that oh, for a good year and a half, I think, after I came off work. I felt really ashamed within myself that I'd fallen and that I sort of hated myself for not, I don't know, betraying myself, if that makes sense, because I didn't listen to I didn't listen to myself um, and I was too busy people pleasing. Yeah. And so I had to do a lot of work internally on how to re-love myself um, and not to be ashamed to fall because everyone falls at some point. Yeah. And that's how the, the retreat came about and the, um, yeah, the workshops and everything. Yeah. Beautiful. So through this whole journey, where do you feel courage has been the most pivotal? Um, it's a big question, I know. <laughs> um, well, I guess it's been, like it's the courage to get up every day and show up, I guess. Um, you know, there was days where I'd want, I didn't want to get up. I didn't want to show the world the true me, if that made sense, but yeah. I guess having the courage to keep going and keep and to feel those emotions um, and to learn to let them go, you know, doing that gave me the courage to write the retreat and to help women along the way. So I guess it gave me the courage to show people who I really was and stop pretending to be someone that I wasn't. Wow. And what's happened with your family since, since you've placed these boundaries and said me first? Obviously, that uh, learning curve was steep for everybody. Yeah. Do you see your um, children reflecting some of that behaviour back at you now? Yeah, yeah. They don't like it. Um, <laughs> so my partner and my family, um, my immediate family, and my mother-in-law, they all thought at that first they were like, what do you mean, no? 
And I'm like, no, I can't do it. And then it was, oh, you'll be right. And I'm like, well, I'm not, all, I'm not all right. Why is it okay for you guys to be not okay, but I'm not allowed to be? Yeah. Like, I'm not okay. And then they would be like, it took, yeah, my mum and my partner probably struggled the most, I think, with it um, because they were, those two were the ones that would rely on me the most to yeah. do everything, especially. And, and the kids, like, I, I'd have to say no because I'd need to rest to the kids and they'd be like play with me play with me pick me up pick me up and I'd have to say no and so I felt quite ashamed and guilty within myself that mum guilt um that I wasn't living to their expectations but I just physically couldn't do it so I had to learn to let go of that control and let go of that I you know that that deep guilt that I wasn't pleasing them but I actually was doing something for me and for them and to learn that they've learnt now that it's actually good for everybody to rest and to have downtime away from each other so that we can all recharge. So that's probably, that was a massive learning curve for them and for me. So I've been on the exact same daughter with my journey as well. And yep. I started saying to her, no, I need alone time right now. And yes. yes, I went through the same thing, those massive explosions and tantrums. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they do, they really, they really do expect you to be there all the time. So I'm just going downstairs because my phone needs charging. You're right. Um, yeah, so, it, and it has, it's been a learning curve for them. Um, and also for me, because I would always just do what everyone wanted me to do. Yeah. Like, um, so for me to say that I was giving up my corporate job, after 15 years and to, to say, no, I'm not doing that anymore was yeah. really hard for me. Like I really struggled to say no to people. Yeah. So I guess I had to, that, that courage, I had to build up that courage to tell my partner, like I'm giving up my job. And he was like, what do you mean? And I'm like, well, I can't do this anymore. It's either I'm mother or I work and I can't do both. 100%. Um, so I chose to come off work and it was probably the best thing that I could have done. Yeah. Just Give claiming back that power and admitting that the corporate world is does not serve who you are as a person. It does not serve the way you need to live your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was really hard, like resigning from that job and giving up, um, you know, half of me <laughs> yeah because that, that was me yeah like I was 30 when I gave it up and I started when I was 15 so um that's a I long guess. time it is yeah so I, I lost a lot I, like I had to find me again and rebuild me back up to who I wanted to be because that was me for a long time yeah yeah so I guess that I yeah, lost a part of me. So I, I went through a grief and loss process as well because I gave up half of me. Yeah. Half of what you perceived so I to guess, be you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I guess I want to teach women how to, you know, who are lost within themselves, how to refine themselves and build themselves back up to who they truly are and who they want to be. Um, and that's my mission is 
to help vulnerable women who are lost within themselves because that was me. I was that person. Yeah. So what's life like now for you? Well, yeah. So life right now is amazing. So I, I've got my retreat, which is postponed to February. Um, I work on my own schedule. I have time for myself. I do a lot of, um, like I wrote a, a women's program um, and like I'm doing these workshops with this photographer which is helping women reclaim back their, um, themselves and how to learn to love themselves through photography. Beautiful. Um, so it's about being vulnerable and, yeah, life's very different now. Like my kids are a lot more grounded. I'm a lot more grounded. Um, my partner and I are back to being us again, which has taken a long time to rebuild. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it, it, it is. It's, it's really amazing at the moment. I can't tell women enough that if your body's saying enough, enough, slow down, that you need to listen because yeah. I got to the point of being really burnt out. Yeah. And it's not worth putting ourselves in that position in the first place. No, no, it's not. And your kids need you and you need you and your partner needs you and you can't be anything for anyone unless you are happy within yourself. Yeah. Perfect. Now, before we get to the final question, which is a juicy one, how can people yeah. get in contact with you if they want to know more about your retreats and your programs? Um, so I have a Facebook page and it's called the Holistic Wellness Retreat um, Connect and Nourish Your Mind, Body and Soul. Beautiful. And um, my website's actually being up and revamped at the moment, but they can contact me via email as well, which is through essentialinnersoul at hotmail.com. Awesome, awesome. And the final question, which is a biggie. <laughs> What is courage to you? How do you define it? So I define courage as being completely raw and honest with yourself because the truth really hurts sometimes. <laughs> and courage is about owning that truth, I think. And really, yeah, really owning it and being accountable for it and giving yourself the courage to be you without any judgment or any criticism. So showing up without judging yourself and criticising yourself every day for what you're not doing and having the courage to do what you really, truly desire and creating a life that you truly desire. So it's having that courage to step out of your comfort zone to be who you really are meant to be. Beautiful. So courage is that act of facing yourself, being honest with yourself, and then stepping into who you are meant to be. Yeah, yeah. It's like Renee Brown says, you know, courage is stepping into that ring and, you know, not it's surrendering to it, not fighting against it. Mm, that's perfect yeah and that surrender is what's hard for most of us <laughs> yeah yeah and it is it's about surrendering and embracing you know all those thoughts and feelings of shame and guilt and of not being enough that we all have and you know actually re 
training your thought process and your belief patterns to know that you are enough and worthy enough um, of the life that you desire and that your past doesn't define who you are. Oh, I like that one. That's a really good note to end on. Your past doesn't define who you are today. No, it doesn't. No. Yeah, not at all. Beautiful. Thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure talking to you and I know we're going to talk lots more soon. Do you feel you are destined to make an impact in this world, but are struggling to find the courage to share your story? Jump over to mellies.com.au for free training presentations and videos, or simply stay tuned for the next episode of the Courage 1000 Project.